This is Sean Six from the Liquid Conversations, and I'm here with Cody Keen, drummer extraordinaire for the band Orinoco. How you doing, man? Brother, how you doing? Uh, I'm getting by. Uh, I suspect you're doing the same. Uh, we're in strange times, aren't we? Yeah, buddy. Couldn't have said it any better. <laughs> I would say strange is the word for it. Definitely. I think I've seen more weird things. I mean, regardless of the pandemic, I think the pandemic just brought out all the weirdos. So we have a pandemic. We have a presidential election. Uh, we have people shut in in the country, which no one should ever have to endure. I mean, that's literally like being locked up in prison. Apparently, I watched a thing on the news tonight that women in the United States have had an increase in frequency of drinking by 41 percent. Yeah, there's some weird shit going on. <laughs> Who comes up with this shit? Who makes these rules, man? <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I mean, for a long time, I thought I was a little bit of a shut-in myself. Like, I really didn't go out unless I did shows or we went to the studio to do interviews and stuff like that. But now right. I'm just like, yeah, no, I was not a shut-in because this is what you call a shut-in right here. This is ridiculous. It, yeah, getting a little weird for sure. That's no doubt about it. <laughs> well, you know, and that being said... As an artist, as yourself, and trying to stay creative, trying to keep your, your chops fresh, so to speak, and trying to have some sort of movement, you know, trying to remain productive, what have you been doing to try to keep it going forward during this well, amount of time? Well, everybody's got their their little vices or, you know, their, their different ways to attack a situation. Once the year started off with us, you know, we definitely needed to take, we stopped instantly and took a step back, um, had to reassess everything. Right. Uh, at that point in time, you know, we moved forward. Everybody, we decided to kind of like do family, concentrate on family, because there's a lot of times that we're not all around to see them. <laughs> right, right. So it definitely was a, a, a blessing in a small way to be able to be with the ones that we love for more than we usually are. So that's a big plus. Um, but being at home for me, I've just been working on new music, definitely working on new rudiments and different different variations of playing, getting, you know, turned on to new music, finding a bunch of new artists. Built it, finished my studio downstairs, so that's a big plus. Now I can start kind of letting those juices flow a little bit more, kind of get a, a jump rush on 2021. So now, awesome. I mean, that's that's kind of interesting. I'm glad you brought up about the studio because obviously a lot of us that haven't been able to go into what we would consider a traditional workspace, whether that be a band member going to a practice facility where there's a bunch of other people around or even somebody like myself having to find a new way to be able to create at home because you're not really able to go into a professional air studio like I would always do, going to the radio station and doing that. So, we, yeah, it, it's we've kind of had to recreate ourselves almost, like come up with new, great and inventive ideas and how to record at home. It's not easy to record at your house, whether it be, you know, doing the podcast here or creating music, because if you're a parent, you got kids screaming in the background. You might have a dog that's barking at the neighbor because, you know, they're taking their trash out or something like that. It's me. Well, yeah, or it could just be typical, <laughs> you know, street noise, horns honking, car alarms going off, stuff like that. When I first started trying to do some stuff at home, I would lock myself in a closet, like a, a walk-in clothing closet, and hang comforters, big thick comforters on the wall inside the closet to make the room basically an enclosed dead airspace. And 
surprisingly enough, it worked. Granted, it wasn't ideal. You know, you're sitting on a floor in your in your closet recording, and you know, you feel like you're that kid that's got the comforter covered over his head in bed with the little flashlight reading the book or something like that. Making a little fort. Yeah. <laughs> so when you do something like this in your house. I mean, how did you, I don't mean to be, you know, too blunt here. It's expensive to do this. Yes. To have real equipment, to have quality stuff like you and I were just talking off mic. I mean, how were you able to juggle that? Because a lot of people during the pandemic lost a good chunk of their income, especially touring bands. Um, How were you able to make things work and make ends meet to build a home studio? Well, the first couple months kind of getting depressed into a situation where I'm stuck at home was definitely different. Right. Let's, you know, and everybody has a feel for that. I, I'm pretty sure everybody can say something similar. Correct. It, it was a change. In my mind, I was like, I have to do something because sitting around and waiting for my industry to open for me to get, you know, tracking done. Because, I mean, our team that we track with is up in Det- in the area, Detroit area. Okay. So yeah. we travel up, up there to do all of our studio work. And like you said, it's not the same being able to get in a live air studio or like to be able to get into our, our normal workspace of getting that done. So now being in a confined space, I had to put my brain together <laughs> right? and just kind of figure out, you know, I'm my other members have some home studio stuff too. So I kind of have seen what they're doing, you know, and I've been pretty blessed with the people that I have met through the social community, uh, selling electronics and stuff like that. And I mean, stuff that I, I mean, some of this stuff has only been used, you know, once when I got it. And I right. was just shocked that they're getting rid of it for the price that it was. Right. So lo and behold, a couple of weeks later, I just took my time and emptied out my storage of all the gear that I had saved up over the years and just kind of got my little nook together and got it going. And I was very proud of the, uh, what I accomplished. Definitely. But- now I'm getting to sit, in, sit down here and do podcast with yourself. <laughs> you know, it, it's definitely ironic. And I would almost kind of say, you know, you'd like to have it be a funny haha kind of ironic, but it's really not. It, it's kind of more of a sad, depressing ironic because you're able to buy this stuff online or through, you know, Facebook marketplace or what have you is because a lot of people like yourself are strapped for cash because of this particular financial employment situation that we're all going through. You know, we're we're in a crisis. We have been. Uh, People are selling their stuff to be able to pay bills. And that's sad. You never want to see guitars end up selling his entire collection of guitars, stuff that he's probably had since he was like a teenager or whatever, or some super vintage thing that was 20 years before he was even born or she was born. And because he can't pay his rent or his mortgage or keep his car or keep the van that he's currently living in. Same thing for you. It would be as a drummer. You know, having a full kit is not a cheap musical instrument. Nope, nope. And if I had to, I would live in the car with my drum. (laughs) (laughs) Now, see, that sounds like the typical musician right there. Beg, borrow, or steal. They're not giving up that passion of that piece of equipment and i and i respect that a lot Uh, (laughs) like what uh, i forgot what they said uh, i heard the one time he's like you can make fun of me you can smack my wife in the face but don't you touch my damn drum set (laughs) (laughs) that's true we're seeing that we're seeing people doing that you and i met 
at a uh, lovely establishment, uh, very wholesome, very very conservative establishment. And uh, I should wear a suit jacket when I go there. It time. it is almost that level where they really there's a maitre d at the door that's going to say, you know what, um, you're not dressed appropriately. Um, Question two is, do you drink whiskey? <laughs> <laughs> right, but it has to come in a nice you know lead crystal double fashioned glass. You know, yes, sir. Yes, uh, sir. and no ice cubes. You know, they, no, don't, no, no, they, no. they don't serve warm any water and, there. Warm and straight. A place called the Looney Bin in Bradley, Illinois. I had come out from Boston, help MC a kind of a celebration show, really. The Looney Bin is the official dirtbag clothing venue, and we had a celebration of that and the fact of the Looney Bin trying to support up-and-coming bands, smaller bands, different types of music, different types of artists in general, such as. Ornaco. And it was me and Don Jameson from that metal show that were hosting it. And you were one of the bands, Ornaco was one of the bands that was playing. I had to admittedly ask you before I took the stage to introduce you guys, how to pronounce your band's name. And you just told me to think of the word taco. Yep. Foreign taco. (laughs) Without the F or the T. I never forgot that. Nobody does. (laughs) That was the best way to describe how to pronounce the name of your band. Now, people have been mispronouncing the name of your band forever. You guys started in, what, 2011? Yeah, 2011 is when when our revamp started. The band was actually uh, another band. It was a four-person band that was uh, two of our original members from when we revamped. That was their group. So we just kind of, they had the name already, and we just kind of gave it new music, new faces, a whole new attitude, and just, it grew from there. You basically assimilated that band. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It takes all the stress off of you of trying to think up of an original band name. And yes, it does. And, you know, <laughs> we, we, I mean, we, hey, I'm going to be honest, we even, I mean, we thought about it too at the beginning, like, is this what we're going to, you know, is is this... That's usually the question everybody goes through. Is this what we're going to roll with? Because once right. it's on, it's on. So, I mean, there was nothing better that came to mind. And on top of it, like you said, it was very unique, you know, and I've never really heard anything similar to that. And we decided that we would just keep the name and roll with it. And it grew on me. And I, I'm pretty sure it grew on everybody else, too. It just we'd like to see it a lot more places. And uh, 2021 hopefully will be the time. Well, you know, and the reason why I bring up the Looney Bin in Bradley, Illinois, and how you and I met uh, the, everybody else in the band and I met it was a great, great time great <laughs> absolute great time from what we all can remember of it unfortunately there's a video from what I've heard uh, there is I'm pretty sure it was a soundbite I don't know whose phone has it it ain't mine because let me tell you brother if it was mine you would already be getting a message <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yeah after you asked us though and uh, we told you it was funny because you had that look on your face. You looked at us like we were kind of crazy. And then you go, all right. <laughs> and then it's like, we were like, I think we all kind of looked at each other. We're like, I think you got it. So <laughs> you walked up. You, we all kind of got up and, and ready to go. And you were like, uh, you, you know, you did your intro, which was fucking awesome. Thank again, you. By the way. And uh, Orinaco stands for holding the bong hit too tight. I'm sitting behind my drum kit just. Just giggling the shits, and I'm like, oh my god! I was like, this is amazing. That's what happens when I spend that amount of time around Don, because Don's sense Don's sense of humor has a tendency to rub off on me like that a little bit when him and I are in the same room for any length of time. Shout out to Don, man! I hope he's doing all right. He he seems like he's still plugging away. I talked to him the other day, but the one thing about meeting at that place and 
about the idea of the pandemic, not only is it hard on artists of any type at this point, but it's also hard on the venues too. And a lot of venues have either closed for good or they've closed temporarily, you know, because you can't put that many people into a room. Uh, they just won't let you. And if you do, if you have a liquor license, the local municipalities or the state is going to say, well, you know what? Since you aren't following the rules, we're going to pull your liquor license. So then you might as well be a VFW at that point in everybody in the room 16. You guys are based out of Joliet, Illinois? Yes. Yes, okay. yes, yes. And I've been to Joliet. I was actually there. I was out on tour with a uh, band called Gemini Syndrome. Uh, my co-creator and sometimes co-host for this show, Aaron Nordstrom, he's from that area. Just and dropped a single, too. That's hey. correct. I was at The Forge, and that's where Gemini Syndrome was playing that evening. Okay. I heard a rumor that The Forge potentially might be up for sale. Don't quote me. I am not the man of the exact information. Um, I heard the same, okay. um, but I am not a hundred percent on the intel on any of that. So uh, I wish I could say more, but I don't really have much to say about it. I hope it doesn't close. I hope the same. I love that venue. Um, I love the people at that venue. Um, I just hope everything uh, works through and uh, they figure out a. Uh, what what they're going to do for their next move, I guess. That's tough. That's real tough about the whole situation because everybody's kind of concept of what's going to take place. Same thing for you guys in Orinoco as far as how, you know, you guys are primed and ready to go. Uh, you're ready to hit Try. the road. You're ready, ready to <laughs> hit the trying. road. You want to get out there and tour and you want to actually play live, but no one's doing it yet. So hopefully 2021 is going to be a better year. Uh, I think it's going to take us a little bit to kind of get the ball rolling and see how people are as far as health and, you know, numbers as far as the pandemic and COVID-19. And we're in no rush either, you know. We, well, that's we what I was going to ask. We are way yeah. more concerned about everybody else's safety, at, especially with billions of people in the world, you know. Right. A hundred people in, in one room is tough these days and like you said with the venues you know the bigger venues would think to save more money not even being open to right. serve 50 people you know at a show you know but they're still having to pay their bills so either way it's a double-edged sword and they're getting cut by it so i feel really bad for a lot of those venues that have been closing down chain reaction that was another thing that like really like i've watched so many shows from that and i've grown attached to chain reaction and i i unfortunately have not been lucky enough to play chain reaction right you know so that's 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 a big bummer too and then i guess there's a, a couple other big ones right now that they're fighting for and yeah man it's it's rough i just really hope the best for everybody and hope they make it out yeah because if you think about this this is something that popped into my mind the other day when this all starts to lighten up and people are able to get back out there on the road, such as you guys yourself, everybody's going to be looking to do the exact same thing. You're going to have all these bands that are going to be like, uh, you know what, I just spent the last year, year and a half, cooped up in my house. I haven't been able to play. I'm cash poor, probably not even cash poor, cash busted. And it's going to be a glut of all these bands come out to play. There's not going to be enough venues to hold them all because the venues didn't financially make it. And some of them have closed down. I I mean, what do you look at your kind of take on it? What's the, the word in your area, in the Chicago area, from you and your contemporaries and other bands? Are people, I know you said that you obviously want to wait until everything's safe and you guys don't want to risk it and you guys are trying to be as 100% responsible as you can and right. not, not jump the gun and, and get somebody sick or have somebody get sick at a show or something like that. Of course. But what is the, you know, what's the conversation like in your guys' area amongst you and your other contemporary <laughs> bands? I mean, are people just like, like, 
as soon as it opens up, I'm playing. Uh, I don't care how far I have to go or people, you know, collectively saying, eh, let's kind of look at this a little more realistic. I mean, you have your mix of people, you know, and, and that's where everywhere you go. You know, it's, it's not going to change. You have people that are going to be like, well, I don't care what the TV says. If this venue's open, I'm going to go out and do a one hour set tomorrow with my acoustic. Like, you know, and I mean, some stuff I would say is possible especially for the people that like are doing like the acoustic sets like coffee shop style like right. i figure if you could if you like that can be regulated you know what i'm saying like right. that's something you can go and do if that restaurant's legally able to be open you know then why it should that why not? be a problem right. yeah. but you know when you get into the 50 plus you know some venues need it really need the money and then you got the other big venues like we said before like you know they feel like they could just do without wasting the power and paying this guy and paying this guy rather than, you know, just, just being shut down for the night. Right. But then, like I said, it's a double-edged sword again. But over here by us, too, you know, it's, you got to make sure to everything, like I said, you got people that want to play the small shows. You got people doing one thing, people saying another. And there's also, you know, brother bands to us that are doing the same thing, just want to be safe and make sure everything's kind of cleared up. And especially next year, once all the, when the floodgates open, quote unquote, yeah. that's, that's going to, it's, who knows what that's going to be like. You're going to find a bunch of unknown bands, which is also awesome that have been putting together material for this year. Right. So like you have fresh virgin releases, so that's cool. But then with us and everybody else in the bigger industry, in the main industry, it's, it's, it's just going to be crazy i mean i can't even describe in my mind what i think is going to happen <laughs> it's going to be you like know? throwing one fish in a in a in a bear captivity at the zoo and watching them all fight it's going to be re like releasing a bunch of crazy feral cats <laughs> 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 like it's I, I can't even my mind sweats thinking about it but it's part of the business you know and it's just another thing that's it's another obstacle that we're going to have to overcome me and the band me and the guys personally like i said said we, we're gonna play it by ear see how the works out we got plenty of videos that we're working on you know right. media material stuff that we're going to be putting out so plenty of plenty of goodies for the year also next year is our 10-year anniversary so i'm hoping to god that everything goes great <laughs> <laughs> well i mean yeah you, i mean to get a band that can professionally stay together for 10 years. I mean, you know, some people are like, well, that's not a lot of time. I mean, look at look at The Who and look at Rolling Stones and look at Aerosmith. But, you know, having a band, yep. in reality, having a band last 10 years, it changing names five times, having everybody get in from the band except for one person, you know, or take long periods of break within that 10 years, that's hard. I mean, that's hard to make happen. It, I mean, having a band is like having your five piece and Cody sitting there in the band. It's like he's going sitting behind the kit, looking out at everybody else standing there on the stage or in the practice spot or wherever. And Cody's like, I have four spouses right now. I, I'm married <laughs> to four other finger. people. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, it's hard to keep a band together in general just because you, when you put that many artistic people in one space and make them try to do something and anything can happen. You talk about the feral cats being released. This is, you know, yeah. it, it, things can go awry really quick. So I, I, I congratulate you guys on sticking it out that long and actually trying to make a go of it because let's be honest here, being in music even without a pandemic is not easy at all 
Oh. It's an acquired taste for some, my friend. It's an acquired taste, I'd have to say. <laughs> Fans putting out new product, stuff like that. Uh, you guys released an EP March 1st called What a Relief. I've listened to this. Damn good, man. Thank you. Thank you very much. Like the king himself. <laughs> <laughs> Was this something a little bit different as far as how you guys did a creative process on this one? Uh, did you do something different? Did you take a little more time to be a little more self-reflective in this? Because obviously it seems like there could be some dark undertones to it more so than just metal in general obviously just that cover art is some people could say well what are they trying to say here i mean where in you guys's creative mind uh was this coming from after we released our ep three song ep nihilism uh we were going through kind of a wave and we wanted to once that wave came down we wanted to kind of spill up onto the beach with what we felt like we wanted to make like we also had a member member changes too also at the time so we went through a bunch of different a bunch of different things throughout throughout that moment right. so once we kind of solidified our our group our group we got it back together and we actually all pulled a lot tighter together than we were before, which is a great thing because it just felt like we were kind of back to a solid little family. Right. And everything just kind of started flowing. Everybody had different emotions, you know, and we kind of wanted to burn that bad, that bad vibe that kind of lingered over us for 2017, 2018 and 2019, because it was just it's just started to build without coming down. And it, it kept itself very quiet, especially through our travels and playing shows and everything else. And when we released, we came up with what a relief. It was like, you know, the big the, that big exhale. <laughs> I get that because all of all of that emotion kind of just from everybody, man. Like even our crew that worked on the record, like everybody just felt some part of what was going on in that room with those songs, and we all we all were just it was pure feels, and everybody was grooving to it, and it was it was really nice to hear a solid product that we wanted to release happily actually because <laughs> there's always your little bumps that you're like i don't know if i wanted to leave that on there you know and you, you fight it out till the last minute and it's like what it comes down to whether or not you feel confident with it or not and this ep was just one of those confident pieces of material that we knew what we were putting out for 2020 and we wanted everybody to see that you know so if there was any darkness in there whatsoever it, it was a cathartic release really for the most part i mean you guys were just trying to exercise old demons so to speak we wanted to breathe <laughs> the, the, the release of the the stress breath is what was needed wholesome group wise now obviously this coming out in march uh obviously you know this is when things really kicked up obviously you guys couldn't anticipate that no one could anticipate that to happen but you guys really tried to be creative and tried to actually roll with the punches you put it out there you tried to make it so you could be interactive with people out there make sure they could still get a hold of the, your music get a hold of your product interact with you you know via social media see what's going on keeping in touch and and being aware of what the band's doing did you feel that other bands and i'm not asking you to talk shit about anybody by any means whatsoever or to call anybody out but i've noticed that some bands were just very resistant to do something along those lines uh they just wanted to stay in their old routine like 
like there was nothing going on. And unfortunately, that made them just visually disappear during, you know, eight, nine months out of the year. Did you notice people in, in your group and your, and I hate to use the word scene, but there's really no other word for it, uh, your collective of fellow artists in the Chicago area, did you notice people that were doing that without maybe naming a name or whatever? There are, it's handfuls of people that kind of disappear. Okay. But who's to say that they won't come back, you know? But it... It's definitely with us. We were kind of at first just kind of rolling with it, you know, like, oh, let's see, you know, this could be something that's only going to last a month. And, you know, not let's not just pull the plug yet. Right. You know, and once we kind of got we, we decided to do one show and that was to help out a bar. Uh, uh, a bar that supported us in previous time, you know, so without putting together, and, and I may add too, also, it was a COVID-friendly show to where, like, we pretty much were at our merch table the entire time, gloves, mask, you know, two people at a time per sale, and like, right. if you're together, six feet distance, the whole nine yards, like, we took our precaution, you know, and, and it's not the fact that we don't want to be and talk and take pictures with everybody, because trust me, we do. And if we could take a picture or something to where it's comfortable for everybody, of course, we would love. But like I said, we're also try we were also trying to play it safe. And now once things kind of started rolling a little deeper into the COVID pandemic, that's when we realized we, you know, we, we made the call to just play it back. Let's burn the wheels and get them turning it underneath the ground, you know, underneath the ground, kind of stay quiet. And then 2021, let's give everybody some goodies. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's a smart choice because no one wants wants to be that band that says, you know, we don't give a shit. We're doing what we want. You know, uh, we're naysayers. We think it's all a big, huge conspiracy and we're going to play anyway. And then 10 or 15 people that are at the show end up getting COVID and then they go home and spread it to 10, 15 more other people and so on and so forth. Yeah. And, then, and, and then they're going to be like, where were you? Uh, yeah. And it's you know, not only, you know, if, if one of our fans get it, just like you're saying, and spread it out, you know, if something happens to one of us, we can't even bring it to you guys. Right. Right. <laughs> There's, like, it's just pointless. Yeah. So being safe and at home for the moment is uh, the smartest move on our on our part as of now. But it's definitely working in our favor. So a lot of good news will be coming. So I hope everybody stays tuned and uh, nice. follows us on all of our media. Would that be more music or more videos? Music, music videos, interviews, you name it. We're going to be putting it out. Uh, we got an itinerary that we're going to be working on here. We're just getting our notes kind of built up in the, into our books and just kind of feeling out how next year is going to go. But you're going to see some stuff online for sure. Some good visuals as of touring. We are working on trying to figure out what's happening. But right. as of right now, there are no shows I can schedule. Yeah, I mean, there's been a couple of advanced listings for some festivals, you know, around July or August and stuff like yeah. that. I, I think that might be a little presumptuous at this point because we don't really know where things are going. But at least somebody's trying to maybe do some pre-planning in case things, you know, right. the, the, the tsunami of, of bands getting out there and shows and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I think you guys are doing the right thing. And I think you're being productive. You're definitely not wasting your time by any means. And, you know, based off of this release back in March, you know, if you guys are working on that kind of quality of product, dude, you guys are firing on all cylinders here. I mean, it, you know, we can only imagine what's going to be coming in addition to that. We'll just say that it's going to be different. Um, that's okay. for sure. There's definitely going to be a little bit more of a light at the end of the tunnel to that darkness that you heard at Water Relief. Awesome. So I'm really stoked to uh, get these tracks actually in 
in our studio in Detroit eventually. But as of right now, you know, we're trying to play it safe with all the crew and stuff. So just one step at a time. Awesome, man. I appreciate that. And, you know, I'm, I'm glad you were able to free up some time to chat. You know, we could talk about all this stuff. I can't wait till I can get back out to your area. Like you said, when the world opens back up, I can't wait to get back out to the Chicago area. We can hang out. We can pick up where we did it the last time, you know, and yes, uh, and maybe I can, uh, you'll be so kind to let me and MC one of your guys' shows or something. That would be awesome. And Love to have you out on a, on a full tour, man. Dude. It'd be so fucking awesome, bro. Dude, don't threaten me with a good time. Come on. No way. Oh, yeah. That'd be too good. That'd be awesome. Too. And if anybody else out there, I would like to throw it in really quick. Follow us on all social media if you get the moment. Phone, computer, feel your mother's phone, doesn't matter. Facebook.com slash Orinoco Chicago. Uh, Instagram, Orinoco815. Twitter, Orinoco Band. Find us on Spotify, iHeartRadio, all streaming platforms. What a relief. Check us in 2021, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Cody, thanks so much, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate you being safe out there and still plugging away and still trying to live the dream. And best of luck to you guys and uh like i said hopefully we'll uh we'll chat in person sometime soon the liquid conversations podcast is brought to you by dirtbag clothing wear it till it stinks